about psalms through this series I wanted to actually live them and experience them we did a had a prayer meeting where we just prayed through a psalm what we've just done there is actually using the psalm to fuel our worship and as we um, get towards the end of this series of songs that shape us I'd love us to continue getting psalms in us so all these sort of themes that we heard this morning um, uh, about the, um, uh, the, these emotions, actually. There's a lot of emotion um, this morning that we're talking about. They are in those psalms. And they, it's like um, God gives us um, a um, permission to feel things as we read through these psalms and go through those different emotions. And we've, we've talked a lot about that in this series. So um, Psalm 33, if you've got it in a Bible there, it should be up on there. If you put it up on the screen again. Um, so what we did this morning was um, that, that first section, we kind of dwelled quite a lot on that, the shout to the Lord and tried to sing out things about guitars. It's always a bit weird, isn't it, when it's a lyre. You're used to reading the lyre thing and you get, oh, it's a piano, not a grand piano and all this stuff. But it's actually talking about the start of the psalm, shout for joy in the Lord. And again, I don't know what your reaction would be or, or was when we kind of started going down that road this morning of, uh, it's like, oh my word, it's going to be one of those mornings where it's a bit unusual. And so that phrase, you know, shout for joy can really jolt us and make us feel uncomfortable that we've got to do something that is out of our comfort zone. Sorry. Yep. Um, and... Uh, Really, um, it's, uh, it's actually using, letting the Bible speak to us, not be affected by how it's speaking to the person next to us. Because obviously, there are, we all have different personality types, as the disciples did. If we look before, Peter was the mouthy one that always say something. You've got Thomas, who's a much quieter individual, I would presume. So each of us has actually got to take that shout to the Lord in our own way, really. And for some of us, you're gonna, it's going to be kind of speaking a bit louder than normal. And for others, it really is going to be moving into a real exhortatory shout. That's fine. Let's not judge each other on how much we're dancing or how much we're shouting. Let the Bible speak to you and challenge you. And for me, it feels it's all about this. It's about, come on, get yourself into it. This is me, and when I was doing park runs, getting to that bottom of the hill and saying to myself, come on, get yourself up that hill, you silly old body, you know, come on, you can do this bit. And we're saying that actually to our soul. Often we'll come in, we've been full of those news feeds, full of the ups and downs of the week, and it's like, come on, get yourself here, get yourself in the right place. And that shout for joy, oh my soul, bless the Lord type feeling is in there in loads of psalms. So use that to speak to yourself. What does that mean for me as I come Sunday by Sunday? And for some, it will be shouting. Others, it will be just moving. Whatever step forward it is for you. But let the word of God influence you. Let's talk about music. Um, so we've got all of those different instruments that are referenced there. Um, 
And really, this is, um, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because we have prayer meetings, and we'll just have like one acoustic guitar, and uh, that's great. And we'll say, oh, you know, the great acoustic guitar. We did a prayer meeting in the week of prayer where we had no music, purposefully. And we said, well, let's see what happens with people just starting songs. And again, great, like worship is able to happen without any of this. So, why do we bother? Okay, Dave was here at eight o'clock this morning, setting up PA. I've been kind of messaging Adrian all week about this unusual morning. We've been preparing a lot for what just happened this morning. Why do we bother when, as we saw, with Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, we can just have a cappella singing? Why do we bother with those things? Well, these three verses show us it's biblical, that actually music is a gift from God to help us do these things. So Spurgeon says, with regard to the worshipping the Lord with music, I'll take all the help I can get. Let's just, let's just use all those things to help us um, to actually engage with God. And the most helpful illustration I ever saw on it, um, I ever came across, was um, the image of a picture in a frame. Okay, picture frame. And uh, I'm assuming this is the main thing you will take away from my talk bit. Okay, so listen carefully. This is quite memorable. I've, I've found it memorable and helpful. That when we come and worship, um, we actually have, it's like there's a frame around the picture. Now, the picture is the rest of the psalm that we just looked at. It's these, these, this, this kind of focusing on Godness that the rest of the psalm does as we sang through it. That verse four and five, just the steadfast love of the Lord. Verse six is heavens were made, the waters in the sea, let all the earth and the stand in awe of him. He spoke and it came to be. That was cool, wasn't it? That kind of line took off. Right? He, um, he spoke and it came to be. And all these, what we're left with in the major part of the psalm is this kind of picture of God. And that's what we want from our gatherings together. We want to be left with just this picture. We don't actually, we're not aware anymore of the band or the other people in the room. Like James prayed, we are just eyes fixed on God. This, the picture that is kind of coming out through our songs and contributions and actually our singing. And we're, we're left with an engaging with God thing. And, um, but actually, we need help with that sometimes. So we'll come in in all different states of kind of, um, you know, the mental uh, state from the week. And actually, what, what we're trying to do here and PA and lights and coffee and welcome teams and so on is like a frame that draws you in to the picture. That it doesn't act so the frame draws you in. It kind of does, it's like a bit like that, like we're saying with ourselves. So myself is, come on, shout to the Lord. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord. But actually, and yet you can notice it this morning, as the band, when, when the band started playing at half past 10, we weren't really there. Okay, um, some of us weren't actually in the room, uh, but for some of us, we weren't. We weren't. We were just kind of warming up, getting into it. We weren't there, but through those next ten minutes, we actually were drawn in to something. And obviously, we want to be there. And I'd encourage you to prepare yourself before you come to our Sunday mornings or afternoons or wherever you go. 
But actually, there's this sense of momentum that happens. And the music and the, what, what these guys are doing, as you heard, lovely bass playing and the drums and guitars thing, that's drawing us in. And I th- this psalm talks about it. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. It's like the frame. What we want to do is not be left with the frame. We don't want to just focus on this so that all we're left with is, oh, it was great PA this morning, wasn't it? Okay, or the coffee was great. It's all a frame for God. We want to be more aware of this picture than anything else and certainly than the frame. So when you go to the, uh, the Tate, you're not coming out saying, oh, that Monet was in a lovely frame, wasn't it? No, it's the Monet thing that you, you're the sunflowers that you're most aware of. The, the picture. So in the same way, we want our mornings to be flooded with the presence of God. That's what we're talking about, really. And all these things help. Now, sometimes that frame can be, um, that, that frame can be very fancy. And sometimes, in some, some experience I've been in, that frame is almost too big and it kind of distracts from the picture. Okay? In, other, in other ways, um, if we did just rack up one, with the morning and have one guitar or just no, no sometimes that frame's a bit, you know, a bit small, to actually gather us in um, as the room, you know, as we have quite a big room here. So actually, we're trying, to, we're trying to get the right size frame, I suppose, for each meeting. And so a prayer meeting would be different to something like this. But ultimately, it's the presence of God that we're left with. Okay, just a couple more minutes, and then we'll um, use the end of the psalm just to uh, worship. Um, so... The, the kind of that, that's the bit about music as we've said the rest of the content of the psalm we've really looked at for this morning I'd encourage you read it sing it to yourself get yourself into it there's a great bit about from verse 13 to 17 talks about the um, the, uh, the king is not served by a great army the warrior is not delivered by great strength and the war horse I love this phrase the war horse is a false hope of salvation and by its great might it cannot rescue and it's a sense of God as king above all else. There's no king like our God. And so that's, that part of the psalm really gets it. Um, and then the psalm finishes. It's like another bookend. So the first part is a shout to the Lord, kind of draw me in, music and so on. The end of it, from verse 20, 21, 22, talks about our response. And again, we found this morning what happens as we you know, worship, we get our emotions involved do all that crazy dance thing or whatever that was for you. <laughs> I was trying not to look at you. Um, so you kind of do that, draw yourself in to it. We have the content, the God moment happens. Okay, that blessed be your name moment. God really speaking to our hearts. We find him, we're encountering God. And then there's a kind of response, which is what we did with um, Who You Say I Am, that song. So Adrian is, I'm chatting to him saying, let's, let's respond to what God's just said here. And then Adrian said, oh, well, that'll be a good song. Okay, let's respond with that. So at the end of the psalm, we've got our soul waits for the Lord. In verse 21, we've got, and um, we trust in him and we hope in you. And actually, that's what happened as we were singing that song. We're talking about, I'm trusting in you. My hope is in you. And the waiting is kind of waiting on God. God, it's in your control. You give and take away. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to go your way, whatever that means. And there's a, a sense of waiting in that. So you can see that beginning of the psalm, 
kind of draw me in, the content of who God is, and the end is our response to it. And lots of times on our Sunday mornings, and again, the other, other meetings, we're looking for that in our times, that we start with this exhortation, we, we, we have this content, and then we respond to it. Um, so if you're, if you're wanting to bring stuff, contributions, um, that's the sort of pattern that we're kind of running with. Obviously, it changes and it ebbs and flows, but... Um, if, if you want to bring a contribution, bring something in, in line with that sort of pattern is really helpful. Okay? Um, and it, and it, 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 obviously, it's brilliant to hear so many different voices um, taking part and really encourage you to, God is doing a new thing. God wants to use you for this as well. And it's terrifying, but we really want to make that pathway from your seat to here as easy as possible and say we're for you. Okay, so if you come, we've, um, obviously we don't get all of them in every time, um, but we're really wanting you to come, we're wanting your voice to be part of it. Okay, so, um, so do, do, what is that for you? What's your part? You can write it down, you can have it, you know, have it ready in whatever way works. You can email it in, text it in, grab us before the meeting, the meeting hosts and so on, just to help that happen more and more. Okay, so lastly, songs that shape us. The whole series we've been talking about this and the songs that we sing um, and our theology is, is shaped by these things. So that song, Blessed Be Your Name, um, a whole generation of us, as James said, is sing a new song, let's sing the old song, <laughs> the old, this old song now as it is now, actually shaped a whole generation of us how we deal with suffering. Um, that by the time we get to the moment when something bad happens, we actually know that song or songs like that in our DNA. So when you arrive at that moment, oh, I can't believe this has happened. Oh, what are you supposed to do? Oh yeah, you give and take away. Oh man, that is so hard. That is so hard, but oh yeah, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say, God, I'm going to trust you, whatever, in the good times and the bad times. Um, the goodness of God. That, that song, you know, um, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. I think that's actually when you're experiencing good things in your life um, and, and successes, actually teaching yourself through those songs, give it back to God. All my life you have been faithful. It's because of you, any success I have. And it, it kind of keeps reminding ourselves of the truths, okay? So get these songs in us. Have yourself a playlist of praise, okay? So when I was um, uh, 16 years old, I um, worked in a a chicken factory, all right? And uh, actually, let's do the sausage factory because I did both. But um, I worked in a a sausage factory and... um, Found myself in a very, obviously, a, a very pretty dull thing, um, packing sausages, so six in a bag, um, all day. And um, I found, 16 years old, I found I was able to sing through the entirety of Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run album. Okay, in the day we sweated it out on the streets of a runaway American dream. Great words. And at night we ride through the mansions of glory and suicide machines. Sprung from cages on Highway 9 Chrome wheel fuel injected Stepping out over the line Ho! Okay, etc. So, uh, so, so I found I was able to sing the entirety of this album 
okay? And then, kind of as I was doing it and packing these stuff, I thought, oh, there's probably better things I could get in my head than this, okay? Chrome wheel, fuel injected, stepping out over the line. I mean, I, I, I still like those words, but actually, as I'm getting to know God and growing in my Christian life, surely there's better things that I can get in me. So I go home and I get out some old Methodist hymn book and start, and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Saviour's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. And can it be? Uh, the, The old hymn, and can it be? And so I go home and I learn the older verses of And Can It Be and Crown of Many Crowns and Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven. So the next day as I'm packing my sausages, I am singing these songs to myself and I am being shaped by songs. And actually, those songs become, they teach me theology. They teach me solidness in all the storms of life. So that was it for me. What is it for you? What's your equivalent of those songs. All of us grow up with stuff that we love and we heard some of them this morning. And so, you know, we praise my soul, the king of heaven, um, through to the uh, Magnify song that you started up. And we've all got these songs that they're the ones I go to when I'm walking around the park or when, uh, you know, when I'm looking for that Spotify playlist. They're the ones I go to. And I'd encourage us to keep drinking those in. Remind yourself of those songs that were your playlist of praise, as it were. Remind yourself of that. And remind yourself also, actually, some of the new songs that we've got here. Take them into your week find them on Spotify. So just take a photo of the screen and then just kind of Google it, find those words. Again, put that content and, and the, new, the new song element to it as well. Find a freshness to your songs that shape you. And obviously the whole of the series has been about finding these psalms. These random times we've had of singing out is actually by design. It's trying to get these songs in us and meditate on them, finding lines that just come alive for you and take you on in God. And these songs become mo- these, these are the truth when we hit our darkest of times that we can hold on to. So I remember singing, it is well with my soul at one particular moment. What a thing to sing. It's well with my soul. The guy who wrote it, Horatio Spafford, Spafford, he uh, has this tragedy that happens. He's in America. His wife and and children go over to England before he goes over there. They're going to have a holiday. And as the boat sails over uh, the ocean, Atlantic Ocean, uh, it sinks. And four of his daughters are killed um, and drown. And his wife survives and telegrams back to him saved alone what shall I do so his wife is the only survivor four children die and as as um, he comes follows them behind them or comes on the boat you know a week later he comes back uh, to the place where his wife and um, one of his daughters actually died and the captain says it's if you want to know it's here that they actually died and he writes when peace like a river attendeth my soul when sorrow 
Like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well No different versions. There's different versions made of it, but that song becomes this uh, moment of him speaking to himself. Come on, my soul. Shout to the Lord. Oh, my soul. It's well with my soul. Though the deepest tragedy has hit. And again, as we found in the worship there, when the deepest tragedy hits, we can still sing these words. (laughs) 